Welcome back to another edition of the End Zone Club, where we're going live in three, two, one. Yo, 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 everybody, it's me, Anthony Mitchell, and we've got another edition of the End Zone Club. Unfortunately, uh, we've been kicking it pretty regularly with special guests who've come in and helped, you know, just spur some conversation for the kids. But today, I want to talk with you guys one-on-one. That means me and you, we kicking it live today, nobody else, and I just got a topic of discussion from my heart to yours that I think let's let's just let's just go let's not even talk about what I think but several years ago there was a viral video man and this video was pretty comedic and I wanted to base today's topic on this viral video all right so what we're looking at you got this guy that goes into a full barber shop and he's wearing a hat Anybody that's ever been to a barbershop knows that now everything is based on appointment. A lot of places you just can't walk in. So he goes in, he waits his time, and then it's his time to get his hair cut. But mind you, he gets in the barber chair and he's wearing a hat. As he's in the chair, he's explaining to the barber what he wants him to do with his hair. And he's like, hey, fam, if you don't mind, I need you to unplug your clippers and just make a sound called the yank yank the barber looks a little befuddled at this request because as you know he's here to make his money and his money is made when he's cutting hair but this guy is asking the barber to unplug the clippers and cut his hair okay that's oxymoron number two the first one was he still has his hat on and his barber's ready to cut his hair so the barber proceeds to try to take the guy's hat off. He said, oh, 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 uh, uh, I want you to cut my hair with my hat on. So this goes back and forth, the interaction, and it gets pretty funny. Finally, the guy removes his hat for the barber, and we find out that he is indeed actually bald. There is no hair on his head. The barber at this point, you can tell he's getting a little unhappy because he's starting to feel like, yes, you have wasted my time. And... He's like, you know what? To make this money, I'll go along with the scheme. So he slowly starts to take the clippers and motion through the guy's hair like he's cutting. And he's, you know, like a young boy with 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 Tonka trucks. <laughs> he's making the sound of the. Well, the guy seems to go on from there and he, you know, he kind of ratches up his playful scheme and he's like oh oh that, that hurt that hurts that hurts so finally the barber had enough he got his money kicked the guy out the barber shop asked him to never come back because he was a waste of his time well and how can you take a story like that and how can you flip it and make it positive in a way that it can become a teachable moment all right i got something for you guys so being old school like i am which you know of course is another way of saying i'm a little older now I see we're often coming up with new social media platforms. In my time, I remember starting off, we had platforms like High Five, Friendster, College Club, Black Planet, MySpace, and then MySpace became Facebook, Facebook and IG, Snapchat, Twitter. Where are we at now? TikTok. 
with every new platform I find myself thinking okay you know what I've adapted to MySpace I like it MySpace kind of went the way of the world and then here comes Facebook jump on Facebook Facebook becomes a thing but then now it's just becoming more and more interactive with each social media platform well one of the things that has always driven platform is just the need to develop a platform where you have friends you're then from there from your friendship you're, you're building your network where some people are using it for business some people are using it for marketing some people are using it for a lot of creative things I needed that for effect but they're using it for so many things and it the younger you are the more impression you are to believe that the more people you have in your network, the more popular you are. Well, I think I have as a father, I am probably developing a disdain for that personality because what I see it doing is it's it creates this mentality that if you're not getting a lot of likes, that you're not popular. If you're not getting a lot of feedback on who you are and what you're doing and what you're posting you're not successful, but there is a innate problem with us having to do things for likes. There's an innate problem when you're posting pictures and content and you're you're expressing yourself creatively through your page and people aren't responding because I found out there's really only three topics that get discussion. First of all, young ladies, my heart really goes out to you. Especially because unless you are allowing yourself to be objectified through your image, a lot of times you're not getting likes. A lot of times you're not getting, you know, maxed out friend requests. A lot of times you're not getting that same attention if you're posting content that's actually beneficial to society than things that are of sexual in nature. It's unfortunate that now with these platforms, it opens Pandora's box because a lot of people that are hitting likes, you ultimately don't know their ulterior motive. You don't know where they live. You don't know how they live. You don't really know why you're at the, at your page. Something they'll never talk about on the on the forefront. You always hear it on the tail end are. How many young ladies have been victimized? As a result of what's going on, are we in such a hypersexual? Um, are we in such a hypersexual community now that we're only attracted to temporary feelings? That we're only attracted to the pride of the eyes? Is is the way the Bible referred to it? It said, "All that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The lust of the eye, the yank yank." It's what I'd like to call it is what's messing us up. So how do you tie all of this in? So in similar fashion, we are developing we are developing ourselves to only be worth 15 seconds of attention. Right. You put this content out there. Somebody hits like they, you know, they come to it. They like what they see. And then they scroll past to the very next object. It's like your time is already up in 15 seconds. So what happens then now you feel a need to repeat the cycle and put out more content for the next 15 seconds. That affects your self-esteem. That affects your level of self-confidence. That 
ultimately is going to affect how you see yourself. That is what is opening the doors now for people to be cyber bullied, for people to have depression, for people to only feel like my net worth is only as big as my network. Having an opportunity to work with a lot of millionaires like I have self-made millionaires, people from different walks of life in my civilian walk that have made a lot of money building themselves, you would be surprised how many of them are opposed to social media because of how quickly something you've built in your brand, something you've built in who you are, something you've built in your image, your business can with one troll be torn down. Now, with it being said, the Clippers and this scenario is something that should be a benefit. The looks God has given you, young ladies, the looks God has given you, young men, the platform that you guys have should be kept clean. Right. You should never put something out there right now that years from now, your job, your your, you know, potential. Some of you guys that are being recruited for scholarships and things, whatever you put out there never disappears. Whatever you market yourself as never goes away. That's why once you hit sin, you can never get it back. But moving on from there, guys, keep your platforms clean. Don't feel a need to sacrifice your integrity for a few likes. Don't feel a need to tie your emotional well-being with who doesn't like you and who doesn't. If you don't have it, don't feel a need to compete. So as I said earlier, growing older, I got on Facebook and I said, this is my last platform that I'm getting on. And then my friends told me I was lame. I had to have an Instagram. Well, I didn't want Instagram. I was still flirting with my MySpace page, you know, but friends created an Instagram, jumped on Instagram, didn't really, you know, get as used to Instagram as I did Facebook. Then um, friends were like, hey, if you get on Twitter, you can get word out even better and interact with different you know, celebrities and individual, you can get guests, different things for a lot of the youth activities that you're doing. Jump on Twitter. So I jumped on Twitter and I'm like, OK, now I feel overexposed <clears throat> because my generation, we really prided ourselves in, you know, not being overexposed. We didn't have a lot of those avenues to be our own instant celebrities, which is OK that you guys have that, because now with you able to build a brand, it's important building it the right way because you have an opportunity of reaching people at a faster rate or at a faster pace or getting this stuff out to people quicker than I ever was. So for us, like if we were trying to build a brand, it took time. Like when you look at even NBA stars, you were never considered to be great. You were never considered to be um, you know, a legend of the game until you had put together like five or six solid seasons. Right. Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan. It took him seven years, I believe, till he really got to the second round of the playoffs because he had obstacles he had to overcome. Those were his yank yank. So he overcomes these obstacles. He begins to build his name. And now we know him as a fixture. Now he's a star where now people are looking at him as somebody in the, you know, his conference that you have to get through. He's up and coming with you guys. You're at a speed now where you can start a page today and you can post a video that can go viral overnight. And then from this point on, you're a celebrity. Don't taint that 
with having to objectify yourself. Don't taint that with feeling like, okay, this content I'm putting out today is not getting any likes. Maybe I'm falling off because the media, the social media, this Internet world. Guess what? It's a very brutal place. You have some people that are not brave enough to put a face with a profile, they create fake pages, fake profiles, and their only M.O. is to express to you or to get across to you levels of hurt and pain because that's who they are. That's what's that's because that's what's inside of them. I will see people that are trying to do this the right way. All right. I jumped ahead on my topic a few minutes ago where I talked about there's only three things that um, the people are willing to actually talk about. Of course, that's when you're objectifying yourself. Uh, people like talking politics because it's a very divisive topic. And let's let's be honest. All of us feel like I'm right. Can we be honest? All of us feel like I'm right. So we talk about politics and then maybe you can get into the area of sports. Sports has been a lightning rod um, going back with the Kaepernick stuff, you know, kneel or not to kneel, national anthem, no national anthem, you know, all of the above. These are topics that people really love to discuss. But if you want to talk about, hey, how do I start a business? How do I step out of this fishbowl I'm in and how do I, you know, level up a little bit and go somewhere in life? It's going to be harder to get discussion. So don't allow your creative flow. Don't allow your creative ideas. Don't allow an an expressed desire that you've got in your heart to be effective. Sometimes you have to you have to kind of skirt around people and things that mean, you know, well, and that's what I'm telling you ultimately with social media. Do not invest yourself emotionally in a way that when people are just here to hurt you, when people are just here to say nasty things to you, that that breaks you down. You know, find some people that see your value. You know, it's 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 kind of it's it's a fleeting feeling. When everybody likes you, it's a fleeting feeling when everybody's patting you on the back. I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty exhilarating feeling when you wake up and you've got 200 likes on a picture. But you're so much more than that. Your value, who you are as a person, what you bring to life is more than about your body. It's more than about your muscles. It's more than about your shape. Don't be ever objectify to anything. Don't be a one trick pony. If you're beautiful today, that's good. But reach beyond that. You know, once upon a time, I was 2% body fat, right? I, I had a few muscles. I was athletic, played all sports. And then as I got older, gravity started winning. My value was not in 2% body fat. Now they're considering me obese at just gaining a few pounds. But it doesn't affect me who I am because my mindset is what is strong. My work ethic is what's impeccable. It's my relationship with God that ultimately determines how happy I am as a father, as a husband, through the good times, through the bad times, whether people like my podcast or don't, whether people like what I draw or don't, whether I build something, paint something, color something, and nobody likes it because it brings me joy. I'm happy. And that's what I want you guys to realize that expressly.
you were created by the hands of the maker. He saw fit to make you who you are. He knew your personality. And God himself was pleased. He called you a masterpiece. So, guys, be willing to take that hat off in the barber chair and to see yourself for how you really are and not for how you want people to view you. You don't have to go through the motions and you don't have to do anything for clout, anything for likes, anything for recognition, anything to fit in with people who may not even be comfortable with themselves. I hope that shot is fired around the world. And until the next episode of the podcast, we know as the end zone club, we're going to be pushing you guys from potential to purpose. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Mark Vivas, the host of God Breathed, a free dramatized audio Bible in bite-sized podcast chapters. I would like to invite you on a journey with me into the greatest story ever told, from Genesis 1 all the way to Revelation 22. Check the link in this podcast description, and I'll meet you there. Want to read the Bible, but you're doing the dishes? God Breathed Podcast.